You are listening to The Woedown. The Woedown is back. Hey everyone, it's Cynthia here, back with a brand new podcast to kickstart our summer 2021 series. It's been a challenging 14 months for us all, and as the country begins to move out of lockdown, we're chatting with phenomenal women with vision who are playing a pivotal role in a fairer, brighter future for us all. In today's podcast, I am joined by Charlotte Corey, co-founder and operation director at Open Culture, and Christina Grogan, co-founder and communications director. Thank you so much, Charlotte and Christina, for joining us. We so appreciate having you guys on the podcast today. This has been like two years in the making or something, obviously, with everything else that has happened. Um, we are just so excited that Light Night is back on and that, you know, that you can just bring the great events that you do to the city. So thank you so much for joining me today. How are you guys doing? Good. We are all revved up because we're busy doing Light Night stuff, aren't we, Charlotte? Absolutely. Yeah. We are excited, uh, busy and just, you know, cracking on. Yeah. Yeah. But thanks for having us, Cynthia, as well. It's really nice to finally be on the show because like you say, we've been planning it for two years now. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so just for obviously people that are listening, can you tell us a little bit about your role, what you do as well as part of Open Culture? Sure. Yeah, I'll start. So, I mean, Charlotte and I are both directors. Um, but um, we wear many hats. So we both program arts and culture events and do kind of project management, but we also run our own marketing and PR. We also fundraise for our own events um, and we consult for other organizations as well. So we do many things because we're such a tiny organization. Um, I've probably covered all the bases there, Charlotte. No, um, yeah, I think the thing is, is to, you know, is to sort of get across that it's literally everything. Um, we do uh, all HR, um, operations, contracts, fundraise. We're not a funded organisation. So, you know, um, there's a lot in there, you know. Lay out the tape for the summer arts market on the floor. Literally everything. Every single bit of it. Every <laughs> bit. It. We know it inside out, yeah. So what was, the, um, what was the reason why you guys decided to start Open Culture? Shall I go with that one, Christina? Because uh, I suppose because I started with it, but uh, it wasn't me. It was Phil Redmond. So I started as Open Culture Facilitator um, as part of European Capital of Culture um, in the September in 2017. It was bonkers. And my role changed considerably between the day I went for my job interview and then the day of starting. Because Phil's <laughs> full of creative ideas. And then within a month, I was drowning a little bit and was like, I need somebody to help me. Um, And I put out the call and was very lucky to discover Christina Grogan, who um, then initially was my assistant throughout 2008, but obviously was far better than uh, um, that. And then when we we finished um, 2008 and all of those projects and we weren't quite finished with what we'd done because we'd achieved such a lot, um, we decided to set up CIC, which started in 2010, and we both became directors uh, on the same level at that. And, you know, well, we were on the same level anyway, but it was that on official as, as directors. So, uh, so yeah, that's how, that's how it began. Amazing. That's so good. So you've been going for about 11, well, a little bit longer than 11 years. but as a Yeah, we, we've got... We've sort of got a different um, potential birthdays that we could have. And we, keep, we keep missing them and going, we should be having the party and then never quite manage it. Definitely. You need to, like a post 10 years, 
11 yeah. year celebration for sure. So what was your kind of route into, you know, like the arts and events? You've told us a little bit, Charlotte, that, you know, that you worked on Capital of Culture. What did you kind of do before? What did you do at university? And can you tell us a little bit as well, Christina? I actually did an art degree a very, very long time ago, which totally did not prepare me for the job I'm doing now. Um, <laughs> I then did various different routes, um, but then ended up working for Nosley Art Service. And that was where I got into my project management um, opportunities. And I had that job um, and it was down to people like Joe Dry and Paula Williams and Sarah Vasey and those, those sorts of people that are great women who... Um, helped me on, on my career really and and sort of helped me realize that I was much better at organizing other people than doing my own art and I could make a living from it and then started with Capital so was the, it knows the art service till 2007 and then and then started with their, um, Capital Culture and, and Open Culture and so over to Christina what's your what's your journey? My journey is that I did a photography degree at Nottingham Trent University after college and then I bumbled around and did quite a lot of random jobs and <laughs> hunting for an arts job, which mm. is obviously difficult to get into. And I was volunteering for as many organisations that would have me um, and working full time. And then um, I found out about the role at the Capital of Culture working with Charlotte and, um, and then it all went from there, really. So mm. I just made myself indispensable as I could. Um, and then she couldn't get rid of me. <laughs> And aren't I glad? Aren't I glad about that? Definitely. Such a great team. And, you know, you guys have achieved so many great things in that time. And um, it's so amazing to hear about your journey and how, you know, you guys got put together in a way. And then, you know, here's Open Culture and Light Night and so many more amazing things. So, so brilliant. So there's no denying that, you know, art and culture play a huge part as part of your well-being. You know, what role, what part will the industry play post lockdown? Yeah, I mean, we've we've chosen the theme of play for Light Night this year and quite mm. deliberately because after the couple of challenging years we've we've all had now, yeah. um, we all we felt that an opportunity for a bit of respite and creativity was really important and that's because we recognize how important arts and culture is in people's health and well-being and yeah. um, having the space to be creative having the space to be able to look at artworks and communicate with others and express ourselves in different ways I think is is so powerful it can't be underestimated mm -hmm. and I think that now with the reopening of our museums and galleries and Liverpool kind of reopening for us all to go out and play um, Light Night kind of marks that moment where we encourage everyone to to step outside of their comfort zones and try something new because it really does improve your your health and well being. Yeah, and it's something we've um, we've always aimed for throughout as open culture. Um, we know it makes you feel better, even if just a little bit better. Yeah. And also, what we have in our city is incredible, and it's reminding everybody it's theirs to have you know and um just because it's a gallery because people have misconceptions that it's not for them you know um, and, and we're all creative how we decorate our homes how we sing at the weekend when we used to be able to in the pub how we dress you know uh, a lot of people do an awful lot of writing and poetry and surprise you you know mm. they make you rhyme up for your birthday all of that is incredibly creative so you know it's valuing that and it's very important within our own network. Definitely. 
And I think um, we were talking about this before with Christina about, you know, Liverpool as a city. It's such a united city and it's such a creative city. I feel like it's just in the blood of the city. Um, and obviously a night like light night is just perfect, I think, for, for a city such as this. Like, do you think something like this would work better at any other cities? Or do you think because it's in Liverpool and because of the heart of Liverpool, it works so well? I'll, I can I can take this one if you want, Charlotte. Um, I think just as an outsider, I moved up from Essex 13 years ago, so I've kind of transplanted myself here, and <laughs> and it's because there's an energy coursing through the veins of the city and the people mm. in it, and I think that Light Night works so well here because of that that kind of spirit that unites people. Um, we the collaborations that we do, we wouldn't exist without working with loads of partners and having people say yes. It's just so magical, isn't it, Charlotte? We couldn't do all these things without the kind of collective energy mm. and creativity of the city. Um, and, you know, other cities do have late night festivals as well, um, dotted around. Um, but I'm not sure there's any been as long running as as ours, you know, and as, as kind of big as ours as well. All these people kind of saying yes. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it is, as Christina says, it's the power of the collective. And, and, and how, how we do that, because we're, we're effectively the umbrella organisation, we're the glue, the little bit of glue in between that just says, we've all got this, why don't we just do it all together like a big party? <laughs> I like that. But in a cautious reminder that this year is, um, is, is a gentle return to light night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is it's still, even though we're encouraging people to play, it's still that playing at home, mm-hmm. if you want to still do that, yeah. as well as in the city, cautiously, please. Yeah yeah no that's so important and you know you guys have really thought about that in the plan of light night so tell us a little bit more about you know what activities are on and how people can get involved well i'll cover the online program so we've got around 30 odd events that people can enjoy from home mm-hmm. um, that means that anyone anywhere can join in the festival but also obviously we want everyone in merseyside to get on board We've got an array of musical and dance performances that are online and you can watch those at any time on the night mm-hmm. and the festival as well. And we have um, quite a few fun, creative, playful Zoom workshops for families as well, um, all with a kind of playful theme. And we've got a few live events as well. So we're live streaming a few major commissions, one from Stealing Sheep, which will be broadcast live from the British Music Experience. And we've got a really exciting and um, virtual reality Liverpool waterfront online work with live music and a tilt brush artist painting um, audience suggestions wow. as it happens. Um, so, yeah, we've got a really exciting programme and we've never done a fully online programme. Mm. Um, last year, the festival got cancelled at the last minute and we kind of brought everyone together to, to shout about stuff online. But this year we've had time to plan. So we've got a kind of... Mm program and i'm just super excited about it it's just a really great exciting lineup yeah and it's really good that everyone and anyone you know people who do feel they can go out and you know and get involved can and then people that can do it in their own home as well i think is really important so it's fantastic that you've kind of covered all those bases as well and you know you've got also you've got a, a whole host of female artists and musicians involved in this year's event too. How important is it to have women represented in this event? Well, it's 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 very important for us, but uh, diversity, full stop, is mm. it, it, it is important for us. But as you you know you point out, we've got some incredible female artists, um, like the um, the Scratch Night with Yolanda Mercy, um, which is is bringing together um, community writers to have their work performed by 
to professional actors um, online. I, you know, and, and Yolanda's a sort of leading uh, writer, playwright um, in the country, and, and we were really lucky. Um, Stealing Sheep, you know, as, as a female band, you know, leading it, and, and I've got an incredible offer, and we really want to encourage everybody, because it's a tiny audience at British Music Experience, but great that we can bring a little audience back to see musicians. Mm. But a whole host of thousands of people can watch it online at nine o'clock, yeah. you know, and, and that it'll be gone. So, you know, make sure you tune in live at nine o'clock to sort of not miss it out. But, um, you know, we've got the likes of Laura Kate Chapman um, doing Drawing Club online. Incredible illustrator in the city that we are really lucky to have and is, is delivering a workshop for free for any age, you know, that people can do at home literally stay at home if you've got the kids at home you don't want to have to go out into the city because you're still really cautious and Laura is there to support you but two female artists in um, Camilla and Helena with um, Footloose Theatre another online workshop who are so passionate about nature so passionate Mm. and that's a really really incredible reminder about how we are nature um, and, and they're doing this really great sort of Zoom workshop with little film, um, you know, and, and we're really lucky to have them. And anyway, I could list for hours all of the, the female artists. But. We've got a really um, kind of varied um, in-person programme as well across 30 mm. venues. And, um, and one I'm really excited about is um, Black Obsidian Sound System are DJing live, in fact, and that's also going to be live streamed online. Yeah. Um, and they've just been nominated for a uh, the Turner Prize as well. So it's um, it's a special opportunity for us in Liverpool to um, to see their work as well. Yeah, pretty special. Um, another one that's in person is Girls on Deck at District, young female DJs and show from Toxteth. And it's like, it, 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 you know, and it's an incredible platform for them, you know, and, and um, Liv, our new assistant producer for the festival, um, brought this to, to as an opportunity. And it was like, mm. oh, yes, we really need to, you know, to to bring that and, and a great opportunity to, to work with District on it as well. Yeah, that's going to be where the party's at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> DJ tunes and drinks and only dancing, but in your seat. Yeah, yes. <laughs> dancing, absolutely. No, that's really great. And it, obviously it's a great opportunity if you are in Liverpool to discover what amazing female, just artists anyway, that are in Liverpool, but certainly like amazing female artists. And, um, you know, it's a great platform and a great way to discover what talent we've got in the city as well. And um, I think it's amazing that, you know, people have got that opportunity to see that and be part of it as well. So that's going to be really exciting. I'm defo going to be having my flat shoes so I can have a little bit of a boogie in the seat and obviously walking around. I just I just love it. I just love that element of it, that everything is just kind of accessible in a way, obviously in a safe way. That's really Absolutely. important. Yeah. And Cynthia, have you planned? This is what we're encouraging everybody to do. And we say it every year, but we're, we're serious this time. Really, really need to plan, 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 because tickets are getting snapped up. Mm. Um, so there's, there's some venues that are ticketed only, but there's some that is walk up. But it's it, we're advising people plan your night out so yeah. that you're not disappointed. And um, so, yeah, plan, plan, plan. <laughs> yeah, Defo, get on board. The theme of this year is play. Um, and we've talked a little bit about the importance of like, you know, art and events in mental health. So what would you say um, in this past year, what role has play played in your mental health kind of thing? And what have you been doing? I have been 
I've been watching a lot of festivals, other festivals that have been working remotely. Um, and for me, I like the kind of club scene um, and, and dancing out with my friends. So I've kind of missed that and exploring new spaces as well, I've really missed. And I think when you go into a new space, it kind of jolts your brain a bit, doesn't it? And you yeah. kind of you react to it and um, it's kind of exciting and you can form these kind of new memories around it. So I actually have also been on a few holidays on the internet. Um, I watched a series where you could travel down the Congo River. Um, and so I felt like, you know, immersing myself in these new spaces and also mm. um, there's been a lot of galleries that have shown their exhibitions online. Mm. So I've, quite, I've done quite a few of the South American galleries um, the kind of archeological finds as well there. And I've been doing um, some home dancing. Um, Nuvma were doing oh, some yeah. great, another female-led organisation. Um, mm. They were doing some great online dancing workshops and I did a few of those and I'm really glad to say that no one witnessed me dancing. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't record it? What? <laughs> I, I mean, I'd shut my curtains. You know, I, I don't have the coordination, but I've got the gusto. Um, so that's, that's what's cool. important. Yeah, and gardening, and um, and I'm not a very good doodler, so I've not been doing a whole lot of that. But um, Charlotte, what have you been up to? No, I was going to say, don't ask me now, because you've just, you know, you sound too impressive, Christina. <laughs> and my main things are, are my garden, but I've actually got started to get healthier this year because um, we used to cycle. I used to cycle to and from work, and not being in the office, I mm. was starting to realise I was becoming incredibly sedentary staying in my uh, the office which is the living room all of yeah. so um I wouldn't say it's necessarily playing but maybe it's playing in the support of my mental health because it's mm. physically fit yeah. so I've been doing um some online um workshops I've joined up to a sort of 12 week free 30 minute sweat session every day mm. <laughs> with weights and um, and now I'm nearly 50 these things are, um, you know, are, are very important. Great reaction from Cynthia. Right, yeah, Cynthia. Thank you. It's dark in this room. <laughs> Stop it. No, you look really good. I will well, be my new um, Heather Robinson free online workshop thing, I think. So, yes, oh, yeah. yes, yes. I love Heather Robinson. She's she a machine. Is, she's she a machine. Is. And is the music not amazing? It does kind of help you get through, doesn't it? Because I'm like, I don't know what is getting me through this because this is too many squats, too many jumps for my life. But I love it. It's so good. Absolutely. Well, I'm hoping it's improved my dancing for when we are able to get out and do dancing again, you know. Well, your arms can stay up for long because, you know. (laughs) My legs and my arms will last longer with a bit of luck. So, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah. Sure. other things like Christina said is is doing a lot of stuff through through uh, the computer but I've been trying to get myself away from it because I feel like it's mm. sucking me in a bit but you know yeah. no but I think it's important that balance isn't it like kind of you know spending time you know having the opportunity as you have done um Christina you know going through like the Congo River and looking at different um you know galleries and stuff like that such a great experience that you know you wouldn't have maybe been able to do because you know you might have been busy working and you might have gone on holiday somewhere else kind of thing so I think you know the internet provides you know those kind of things that you can really play with um but then I think it is 
really important to take moments away from the screen as well because you know if you have been working from home you're on the screen like a lot more than you usually would and for me I've really gotten into puzzling like my friend bought us this amazing puzzle that me and my husband sometimes you, you sp we spend three hours literally like right we're gonna finish this puzzle today and you know I would in 2020 I would never say I was a puzzle person really but I really kind of got into it and I think it helps like we need to get back to that playful nature that sometimes we lose because I think that really does help us in terms of creativity and thinking outside the box and just thinking how can we you know even just puzzling like how can we put this together like you know what creative ways can I think of bringing a solution and I think that can help you in all parts of your life so I think you know play is very important whether it be working out because I think you know that helps your um determination and just kind of resilience build as well because you know when someone's telling you to do 30 squats and you're like my body's <laughs> saying no um you know so I think there's so many different parts that's, it is true because it's a reminder and that was part of why we chose this theme that play is just not for children yeah. we should play all our lives and we lose mm. the ability to be playful yeah. as our inhibitions become more get stronger we become more aware of ourselves and and, and we get more paranoid about who we are yeah. and, and all of those different things um but mm. play is so like you said it's so important in our ability to think uh, work things out uh, shape it, it's you know Christina wrote an incredible um, overview of, of what play is you know and, and, and elements of the tinkerer was one of my, my, my sort of favorite words that went in there as well you know yeah I think um, what we, we're thinking about play in general is that actually anything can be play mm -hmm. if you think about how a child um, interacts with the things around them they can turn anything into a game like they've yeah. got this uncanny ability to just turn anything into a playful fun game like situation you can give them a box you know you can give them anything it just turns into this kind of fun magical escape and you know adults as well we need to be creative day to day and that's where play comes in you can make anything playful even cooking yeah. in the kitchen trying mm. something new and um, experimentation tinkering with things that's where play lives and that's what we want to kind of bring to the fore for light night this year yeah so important and so obviously it's happening in such a great city, I think probably the best city. Um, <laughs> but what would you say is, um, you know, what's one of your favorite places within the city and why? I have, obviously it's really difficult. I think daytime, I'm going to have to say, I say this every year, Liverpool Cathedral, mm. there's nothing, it's the most awe-inspiring space yeah. in this region and it never fails to take me out of my day-to-day -day self mm. and make me reflect and be amazed and then in the evening I really miss 24 Kitchen Street um, oh, yeah. I mean any kind of live music venue really for me um, has been deeply missed and Liverpool's got this amazing scene that I hope survives and bounces back after all the lockdowns. No I, I'll just um, repeat probably a lot of that but I, I'm, um, I'm very fond of our green spaces in, mm. in city and um, some probably out of side of the city centre but you know and, and I think we should I'd love to see more greenery in the city centre but you yeah. know Toxters Park hidden away um, you know but people have started to value them um, you know again but I love um, the Metropolitan Cathedral as well and I really love the space at the back of it um, that people there's a there's a raised area at the back and it's just um, my granddad took me there when I was about four or five and I've got a really, really strong recollection of it and, and, and it still overwhelms me. Um, and that's that feeling that you get 
in any large building, any sort of large piece of architecture, particularly religious buildings that are there to make you feel quite tiny. And it does exactly make you feel like that. And it's like, uh, you know, not that I'm religious, but the power of architecture and, and how incredible it is, which is, in a, you know, in creative, creative thing. And I, like Christina, I'm missing those sort of nighttime spaces and, and being with your friends and, and being out. Um, but I just love the city, the, the pier head. You know, being on the opposite side or being on a ferry coming towards our, our, the, the city from the river is, is always a, a treat. And when everybody is doing that, always <laughs> drag somebody on the ferry, always, you know, because you're just like, look at that. <laughs> just look at what we've got. Yeah. Such a blessing. And definitely, like, I love green spaces. So I love Sefton Park, mm. Croxteth Park. Like, all the parks are just really amazing. And I think they've been a real help and a godsend for people during lockdown because it's the only place you can kind of go where, you know, it's kind of interesting, but you can still keep your distance and it can still be safe. And, you know, we've really gotten into walks as well. Like, you know, like, I think people have really discovered their local area, which is so important because, you know, the city is great, but there's so many pockets of, like, interesting places around the city and so you know we're so blessed to have such a fantastic city really and great people in it as well um so totally agree with all of those um so what tips would you give to anyone who wants to kind of get into that art industry or get into the events industry as well you know you guys have got a wealth of experience i would say um number one is that you don't need permission to do something so if you want to be if you want to make theater if you want to be a photographer whatever it might be that actually you don't need a stamp of approval from anybody you know you can do your research talk to people who are already doing it who are inspiring you and then try something yourself even if it's on a small scale there's no there's nothing like nothing that beats um learning by doing Um, And I did an ex I I put on a few exhibitions when I was a student and they don't teach you how to do it. You do it and you make your own mistakes and you figure out and you talk to people. Um, And then the second thing is, um, is like networking, obviously, um, trying to make contact and find the right collaborators for you and what you want to do Mm -hmm. um, is the most thing like Charlotte was saying earlier that open culture couldn't uh, couldn't exist without our collaborators, without our partners, without our friends and freelancers. Um, and so finding those people um, and working with them is just it helps you progress in what you want to do and what your vision is. Um, I love that that idea of you don't need permission, I think, because a lot of people feel like, you know, they need someone to say, oh, you're really good or, yeah, you should do that when really actually you know just go ahead and do it you know what I mean and make yeah. don't be afraid to make mistakes that's the one thing I think we're all exactly. scared of it's not going to be perfect and that doesn't matter the, what matters is, is that you're doing it and you're yeah. trying things and even if you're not so great to begin with everyone has to start somewhere don't they mm. and, Absolutely. And, it, and it may just then lead you on the journey uh, of something else and help you discover that and that's a form of playing isn't it you know it's it's what's that that journey I mean and that's what we did in 08 was remind people that they did not need capital of culture stamp of approval to be mm. creative and that's what then reminded everybody what we have in the city and what they have in themselves it wasn't down to us not I'm not saying it was purely down to us or anything but you know that that's what partly what we we were doing and part of our team just crack on (laughs) (laughs) love it crack on just get on with it come on okay so last question um who would you say are your role models um who inspires you day to day um i'll i'll go with this one but i'm gonna be uh really boring um really obvious um my mum 
um, she is superhuman, that woman, you know, and has had so many um, mad traumas in her life and still manages to be hilarious, <laughs> a bit annoying, but just so funny, so funny and just yeah. gets on and doesn't let things stop. But I just think, yeah, superhuman woman, really. Mm. So, yeah. Um, I will be equally as cheesy as Charlotte and say that Charlotte inspires me. Oh, that's not cheesy at all. <laughs> but no, but Charlotte saw uh, the potential in me when I was first desperately trying to, to get a role working in the arts sector. And, and she held me up and nurtured me and told me I was great or told me I was rubbish and helped me become who I am today and, you know, build my experience. So I'm very grateful to her. And then um, I also am inspired by all the amazing female-led organisations in the city. And I think mm. Charlotte may really agree that with um, female leaders at Tate, OpenEye, MoveMa, I mean, there's so many um, great women working in the arts industry here. And actually, I think they keep us on our toes and I think they make us, they drive us to keep doing good stuff, you know, and keep mm. working well and working well together as well as a community in the arts too. Yeah. So could literally list loads, couldn't we? Tomesis, Dot Arts, National Museums. There's a lot of powerful women working behind the scenes. It, it, it's really started to change and it was there at Culture Liverpool. You know, it's, it, we are, you know, it, it's a powerhouse. But it's, it's making sure people realise that and, and value it. We all need a Charlotte in our lives, for sure. We need someone we to do, that we potential, do. speak that's to that potential. Gorgeous. And, you know, and that's how we're going to have even more greater female leaders and, you know, people participating that have got such a talent because of people that have looked at them and spoken to their potential. So, yeah. And, and the reminder that um, I was incredibly lucky the day that Christina walked into that uh, interview because... Um, Honestly, it was like, can you start now? <laughs> and I mean, this minute. <laughs> and um, and Christine, you were like 21, 22 then, weren't you? And so, um, you know, but I do, I am inspired by this um, incredible young woman who's still very young and um, is, is just super, and continually questions me because I'm, you know, considered 14 years older and uh, and I like to be questioned and reminded I have not got the answers you know and you know it's it's it, youth doesn't mean to say that you haven't got the answers you know mm. far from it experience obviously and knowledge is is there but um, Christina was born with a clever head so I was very lucky uh, to find her um, but to obviously to anyone that is listening, just kind of tell us where, you know, they can organize themselves and get tickets um, and, you know, the date and everything. Um, let us know. Yes. So Light Night is next Friday, the 21st of May. And you can find out about all the events. The festival is free, um, but you do need to book some tickets for certain things. Um, so go to lightnightliverpool.co.uk and check out what's on and you can add the events that take your fancy to an online itinerary builder and um, that you can share with your friends or save for yourself okay fantastic and where can we find you you're on instagram we're on instagram we're on facebook we're on twitter we're on youtube it's oh. all happening yeah so okay. um so join us on the night it's for everyone the point of light night is to say look this arts and culture city that we've got in front of us, it's all for you. So come in, enjoy it and see the work of emerging and established artists who are creating wonderful things for you all to enjoy. 
amazing so so brilliant well thank you so much christina and charlotte for joining us we so appreciate it we're so excited for light night um and just so excited for the future as well of open culture i know it's going to be great and i know there's going to be so many great things ahead um and so thank you so much for joining us on this podcast thank you so much Cynthia, for having us really. i'm just going to do a little promo for the summer arts market on the 5th and 19th of june at liverpool cathedral don't yes. miss it <laughs> amazing amazing i love i love i love 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 those and such a great venue as well brilliant venue yeah, pretty, so. pretty pretty gorgeous thank you so much Cynthia, for your time. thank you if you are a business looking for advice and guidance at this time we can help you if you get in contact at enterprisehub at the wo.org.uk we can set you up with a one-to-one business advice meeting over the telephone or video also we can book you onto our online webinar sessions for business planning social media taxing and i and much much more we are here to support you